Morning, everyone. Another round of applause for all the kids taking part. It's just so super. If you're not feeling, <laughs> if you're not feeling Christmassy by now, then I don't know. But I want to start with a little mini challenge for the kids. Okay, I'm going to show you five pictures, and I want you to tell me what links all the pictures. Okay, I want you to tell me what links them. Okay, so here is the first one. It's a pigeon. All right. Here's the second one. It's a mobile phone. The third one is your central nervous system. All right. The fourth one's postman Pat, and the last one's Hedwig. Okay, does anyone think we know what links all those pictures? They're all delivery systems, says David Lusty, the child sitting in the seat here. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, David, you'll get your prize later. Um, yeah, um, all of these pictures are of different messengers, okay? Your, your central nervous system um, sends messages around your, your body. Uh, Postman Pat, after a knock, puts letters through your door, right? Um, they're all messengers. And in the passage the kids read, there are lots of strange messages given by strange messengers. In fact, in this story, God speaks to people in four different ways. He uses a star to speak to the wise men. He uses the Bible to speak to King Herod. He uses a dream to warn the wise men. And he uses an angel to warn Joseph to flee to Egypt. And you see, angels play a big part in the Christmas story, but we don't usually take a lot of time to think about them. I want you to think, what comes into your mind when you think of an angel? Something like this, all right? Uh, ready for the creepiest picture ever, or this? All right. Um, or maybe if you're a Doctor Who fan, something like this, right? Okay. Um, we, actually, <coughs> me. we actually don't know a whole lot about what angels look like, but we do know that when angels appear in the Bible, people take notice. People take notice. The word angel literally means messenger, and angels are one of the ways God sends messages from heaven and are re usually reserved for the biggest, most surprising, most unbelievable news. But here's the thing. Back in Bible days, the Jewish people weren't the only people back then to believe that messages and messengers came from heaven. Lots of people, okay, um, who weren't Jews, believed in something called the Council of the Gods, right? Okay, it's the Council of the Gods. And they believed that every year, all the gods like Zeus and Jupiter and all those dudes would get together and they would do two things. They would decide who was going to be top god for the next year and they would decide who was going to be the king down on earth for the next year. And after they made their decision, they would send messages to all the important people back down on earth, or so people believed. It might be through things like natural events, like earthquakes and storms, or signs in the sky, like stars and comets, or through dreams, or words given to prophets and holy people. But here's the thing. People expected messages from above, messages to warn them, to guide them, to give them hope, to help them make sense of the world and their lives. Maybe the wise men, whoever they were, thought that the star, whatever it was, was a message from the gods. It could have been they noticed that the planet Jupiter, which represented uh, kings on earth, and the planet Saturn, which represented the Jewish nation, had lined up. And they took that to mean that the gods had gotten together in their council and had chosen who the king of the Jews was going to be for the next while. So we listened to that message and they set out on their journey. 
But what did they find? What did they find? Not at all what they expected. Not at all. They find a child, a peasant child, and his mom and dad. No throne, no servants, no crown. Yet when they see this boy, they aren't disappointed. They're overjoyed. And something about this child speaks to their hearts, to their hopes and their dreams. And they worship him. They think of that. When we see a baby, we usually go, oh, they're so cute, right? We, we don't bow down and sing songs and say prayers to them. We don't. But this boy was different. And he wasn't just king for the year. This boy was king of kings. Emmanuel, God with us for now and forever. And in that moment, the wise men knew that. But here's the thing. I am convinced that all of us are still looking for signs and messages, okay, to warn us, to guide us, to give us hope, to help us make sense of the world and our place in it, to convince us that life in the end means something. We keep our eyes and ears open for, for breaking news stories that might affect us, for the latest life hack from an expert in TikTok, for analysis from a powerful person about how things are going to go in the world. In fact, we have louder and more voices than ever before in our ears. Every day, get this, you will see 10,000 adverts. And that's a low estimate, 10,000 adverts. Every single one of them trying to sell you something, trying to convince you that you're not enough, that you're not safe enough, that you're not healthy enough, that you're not attractive enough, that you are not good enough. And we're manipulated to listen to these messages, to hand over our cash, to get the product, thinking we'll be happier, safer, better people. But in the end, we end up no happier, just poorer, right? Here's the thing. In the middle of all this noise, God is still speaking. God is still speaking. The true God in heaven is still communicating with his people, with his creation, God is still sending messages and messengers to lead people to Jesus, to lead you and your family to Jesus. Maybe like the wise men, you're expecting something different underneath the star. But maybe like the wise men, when you actually find Jesus, when you truly behold him, to use our word of the season, when you pay exquisite attention to who he actually is, to what God meant by sending this baby boy into the world, if you behold and pay attention, you'll maybe realize you find something more surprising, more beautiful, more worthy and powerful than anything you've ever experienced or could even dream. And here's my message this morning. Don't listen to the messages, messages that drag us down. Instead, listen up. Listen up. Listen to the message that comes down from heaven. Because love has come down to rescue us, to change us, to save the world. And all of us, from youngest to oldest, whatever our past, present, or future holds, each of us is invited to know this King, to be part of what He's doing in the world, to walk a more beautiful way. So listen up. And when you hear that message, however it comes, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Receive it like you would receive a gift 
gratefully. People receive God in different ways. Um, I've seen people receive God with laughter, with tears, with reluctance, with tiny faith the size of a mustard seed. I've seen people receive God in all of those ways. In the end, it doesn't matter how you receive him. What matters is that if you hear him speaking, no matter how quiet it is, no matter how absurd or ridiculous it seems in this chaotic world, behold it, observe it, expect it, and receive it.